boy, oh boy. Hello, everyone. It's the Herald of Modcast on the HMC Network, and this is episode 362 of the podcast. Simply titled, Up One. Joker. Oh, yeah. Joker. <laughs> this is our Joker coverage. A whole bunch of it. Long, highly anticipated, long-awaited, uh, fresh from the source, your most reliable source in entertainment news. Not news. <laughs> Freaking booze. Fandom. Entertainment goose. We'll call it goose. <laughs> Give it a nice juicy goose. People tune into the Herald Modcast and say they want that goose. They want some goose. We'll give you the goose. We got the juice. We got the goose. Yeah. It's a mixture of goods and ooze. <laughs> goose. Joker goose, baby. Yeah, so uh, we, lucky bastards that we are. Or talented bastards. Uh, got to interview Larry Schur, who is the cinematographer of Joker. Of Joker, stupid guy. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he dummy. Yeah. He, uh, we didn't sound as dumb with him. I did. Um, no, you didn't. Okay, he, good. Uh, he also did, he's got a long relationship with Todd Phillips. And he did all the tri- the Hangover trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Godzilla, King of the Monsters recently. Yep, he does all of Todd Phillips' films. Yeah, him and Todd Phillips go back to, to the first Hangover. Yep. And he actually made a good point. I'm not sure if we got it on record or not, but he made a point that when Hangover came out, it was the highest rated R comedy in the world. Highest like grossing. Grossing. Highest grossing. And then now, yeah. 10 years later, yeah. Joker is the highest grossing R film of yes. all time. It just got to $900 million. It beat, uh, what was it, Deadpool? Deadpool. It beat Deadpool, guys. Ha-ha. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Deadpool is, is like toy shit compared to this, this, as far as R rating. I know. That's so funny, though. That I'm like, wow, that's a fucking milestone when you think about it. The first comedy they do looks like an action film, and it is the highest rated, highest grossing R comedy. Yeah. Fast forward 10 years plus later, and that you got the highest grossing R movie of all time. What a milestone. I know. So we're going to talk about this film, and when we get to the area where there'll be heavy spoilers, I will say, spoiler alert. Yeah, we're going to do spoilers. Uh, so. But for now, you're okay. And the movie's been out for like two weeks. so Three. Yeah. And, and you it's saw still it yesterday. Like leading the box office. Yeah. It beat stupid Mephalicifin. Mephalicifin. Yeah, fuck that shit. Who cares? So this is a truly... A masterpiece, in my opinion. I think it's a modern masterpiece, and it's something that we'll look back on and appreciate even more. I'm glad I saw, I saw it twice. I saw it, I saw it once at, over in my my neck of the woods at the Vista. Shout out Silver Lake Vista, and then uh, we saw it together yesterday. Yeah. I'm glad I saw it again, and having seen it a second time. I kind of want to see it a third time. I definitely want to see it a second time. I will see it a second time. I recommend probably this you week. do. I recommend you do. I'm just going to go one morning and see it again. Just go see it again. That yeah. second time, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Because you're taking so much in the first time that you miss shit. Right. And they can say that about every movie, but this movie specifically. Yeah. Having seen it a second time, I feel like I've gained more from the experience. You know? So this is. Uh, director todd phillips it yep. is joaquin phoenix who will if he doesn't win an oscar i'm gonna go on record and say i'm never ever watching the oscars again well he must get a nomination he and, should needs to win yeah period. He should like, win. this is a performance of the freaking decade yeah man 
And um, like Heath Ledger before him, there's this performance. I'm watching it thinking that we almost need a Joker movie every 20 years just to like <laughs> recalibrate the yeah, society. Or, like, 10. or 10. Or 10. Yeah. yeah, 10, 15. Yeah, this is a 10 year thing, yeah. 11 years. Like, and a whole new take. I'm not talking about like a sequel. I mean, like, give us just like a whole new concept. Really. I mean, and we talk, you'll hear, we'll post our interview with Larry Sher, but. Or he talks about how this is a comic. This they didn't approach this like a comic book movie, although they uh, let themselves put some, infuse some of that in there because they had that. Yeah, and but they did it in, again in really unique way. It's it's a it's really like a drama of the era of like it's like Taxi Driver. Mm -hmm. It's that that's the kind of movie it is. But what Taxi Driver was in the seventies, this yes. is to twenty nineteen in yeah. my opinion. So it's it's and Scorsese was involved initially and had to back out to do the Irishman. With this movie. Yeah, he was yeah. supposed to I don't know if he was gonna direct it or just be E P it. Yeah, but we, he, we didn't get to ask him that. I really wanted to. Yeah. Fuck you should have asked him after we got cut off we get we were only allowed to talk for a certain 20, amount of time 20 minutes we could have talked minutes. to that guy all day we, we were we were continuing yeah, we were to talk like, after we uh, we shut didn't want to down yeah <laughs> i didn't want to leave well, there's more to say there's so I know, much there more was to a lot ask. more to say we only got 20 minutes with him which was and we it was great he was incredibly kind pro. and gracious and pro and, and it was at his freaking house yeah and like he's willing to talk and uh, and just had great insights and it, mm -hmm. it, it clearly is a guy who loves what he does because he mm -hmm. talked about when I asked him how he wants to be introduced and he said ah, I like to say I'm a cameraman but no go ahead say cinematographer yeah you know he, he said he got scolded by some cinematographer by call, to call himself a director of photography because it's true like real cinematographers I'm a cinematographer right you know not a director of photography no. even though that's what it's DP, listed as yeah. But he, like he said, I, you know, he came up as a cameraman and and yeah. camera assistant, and that's how he started in the biz. And he really loves that piece of he it. He loves to shoot. He said they that. Talked, yeah. Yes, he said that. And they talked about all the prep work they did for the film, yeah. which is immense. And the location scouting, he said, was sort of like the biggest part of the prep. Yeah. And it was one of the biggest standouts in the film. Where the locations oh, yeah. and, and the way New they York, freak it they out. They shot it in Manhattan. That's insane. Which That's so cool. Is all, and you really... And, and they make it feel like Gotham. I mean, it, feel, it looks like New York, but it feels like Gotham City. <laughs> yeah. Like a young Gotham City or a tumultuous Gotham. Yeah, it definitely looks like New York. It looks very I mean, you, much like, you're New like New York. Oh, yeah, that's New York. That's totally New York. I, but there's a lot. But there are locations in New York they found that I've never seen when I lived. You know what I mean? Like yeah. really freaking cool stuff. Like we talked about this with him. How there's many sequences where he's ascending and descending stairways Yo. and like very steep stairways, kind of like that one in The Exorcist. Yeah, or Rocky. And, yeah, <laughs> but even steeper. Yeah, like the Exorcist. Yeah, the has Exorcist that, you know, one. I love that the ending. Lighting yeah. and, um, and it's a huge part of the, you know, the symbolism of it and everything. And Definitely. He'll, he'll, talk, he'll talk about that. But so the story is uh, Arthur. Arthur Fleck. Played by the great Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, is works for like a clown company where they're rented out to be a clowns at places parties and, and uh, yeah. promotions and uh, chill at children's hospitals and yep. all yeah and you know it's a sad little fucking rinky dink setup it's sad and he like right out of the gate you're introduced to the fact that he's bullied and he's treated yep. like a freak, and he feels it. Yeah, he feels all. He's putting on the makeup, and he pulls the smile with his with his yeah. fingers, which we see again yeah. a, a few different times. And that sort of like blue makeup tear kind of comes down. It, it, the opening it really opens up strong. The the opening shot is 
extraordinary. Yeah. The way it pans in on him sitting in front of a mirror. Putting on his makeup. And um, he's so skinny in the film. Yeah, man. Compared to, especially we were talking about that movie that he was in, um, I'm Still Here. Where he's big and beefy, beefy. and kind of overweight. That was a fast transition. Yeah, that movie is pretty recent. They're close in the time frame of the production. Yeah. That's like a Christian Bale transformation, too, in a way. Yeah. Like the same type of thing. Like He's so skinny. He, I think he has like a shoulder thing, too. Like like one of his shoulders is yeah, lopsided. Yeah, or he was doing that or on that's purpose. His thing, he, yeah. like he contorts his body in a way. There's a lot of free-moving and like yeah. Tai Chi shit almost that he does. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Sort of dancing. Inside his dancing and, in his yeah. head and everything's like he's living in his head but expressing it in, you know, waking life or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about Heath Ledger's performance and how amazing that was right. and, and everyone was sort of like okay how is this it's like it really this stands alone on its own as extraordinary as that one is I don't even need is. to compare it yeah you can't compare it, it. you don't need to I yeah. don't think so it's not like which one's the best you gotta pick one and blah 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 no, I don't even fuck so with different. that yeah different and and, and and current like contemporary yeah that joker was a 2008 thing this is a 2019 i gotta think about the time and how much t- shit has changed it plays a huge factor into it not only that but technology the camera like the ari alexa which they shot this on right. wasn't around then right like, well it was but not the no. version they have now and yep. like they and he used it very well in order to get really close shots crazy like, close was able to get close to the actors in oh. a way you can't with other cameras yeah and that's a huge part of the visual storytelling are yeah. those tight shots those tight tight close-ups of his face we get many times and the other actors do hands too. yep hands yeah 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 man it's uh it's very uh just well composed yeah and they were talking about prep and he's we talked about the one scene where he's in the the public bathroom after he uh goes on his first kill spree and his transformation Which is prompted we should say by being beaten up yeah he gets attacked for yeah. because he has this condition we should say it's very clever the way they write in these different psychological variables mm. that sort of seem rooted in reality but can show you how this would turn him into this character right like that condition's a real condition that laughing, laughing and you can't yeah. control it that's a real thing and so the fact that he would have had that from all the psychological abuse that he suffered right. as a child, and then to have that, and then like work it in, it, it doesn't feel ham-fisted or corny. You're not like, oh, and of course he has a disease where he laughs because right. you know he fell in a vat of laughing goose. <laughs> but it's a little cardy hands to people because yep. there's this great scene on a bus yep. where he just starts breaking out laughing. Well, first he's playing, playing with, with this kid. little kid who yeah. played with him first, right. and then the mother's like. Leave my kid alone, and he's, yeah. it's just it really. They show you how how tough. sad his life and how tor- like tormented he is, and how he's not treated well. And you feel genuinely bad for the guy. You do. You don't feel like okay, this is going to turn ugly, and yeah, go kill everybody. It's like no, no. you're like man, this dude's going through. It. Like the opening scene, he gets uh, sign taken by some you know little fucking runaround kids, and then they beat him up. He gets yeah. beat up a lot in this movie, yeah, he does. <laughs> like physically, mentally, and just physically. Yeah, he gets brutally abused, and then him not. Like losing the sign, whatever, whatever gets him fired from his clown job or warning. Oh, it's a warning the first time he gets the warning for he the, gets the a sign. warning, yeah. and then, um, yeah, I mean, it's really you feel sort of the isolation and the only thing in his life that 
he gets any comfort from is his mother. Right. Who, they, who he lives with and he's her personal caretaker. Played by the great actress who was the mom in Six Feet Under. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, she's in lots of stuff, too. Yeah. I can't think of her I'm name off I'm blanking on her name, too. We'll Here, pull it up. I will pull we'll it up. find it. Yeah. But um, that's very sort of sweet, how he takes care of his mom. And, yep. and his mom know, is sort of uh, mentally ill as well. Francis Conroy. Yeah. Um, His mom is also like sort of bedridden. Like she's not 100% well. Right. And she's writing these letters. The way they incorporate the whole Bruce Wayne mythos and like just the DC expanded story is very fucking clever. His mother worked for Thomas Wayne. Yep. His mother. They slowly bring that in. Yes, they do. And the way they bring, like they don't bang you over the head. What I loved about this, what you're about to talk about is. The way they bring it in mm-hmm. is part of the story organically. Yes. And it's great screenwriting. It is. Really great screenwriting. Yeah, it is great script writing. Great screenwriting. It, it, it is. It's piece by piece yeah. sort of revealed na- organically throughout the story. And you see, it's not, you know, they don't just tell the viewer. It's like you find out and you see how it affects him. Yeah. The main, the lead character. So it's not like, oh, and this is true. It's like, no, you, we've had to find this out because this is another part of his descent into right. man, madness or what some call super sanity. Right. So, yeah, it, this, between the script, the shooting style, and then his performance, uh, well, th- that's what I wanted to bring it back to is where he's in that public restroom and yeah. he's having this this final moment of the transformation like this is the metamorphosis which i talked about the blue tones mm-hmm. but he said that that was far more scripted of a scene he's like you know he hides the gun he's looking in the oh, mirror yeah. he's washing off his makeup Larry sure told us yeah, that yeah that, that whole scene was scripted and then on the day of shooting they said you know what we're gonna do we're gonna do nothing <laughs> 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 and we're gonna have Joaquin just go in the bathroom and express the moment yeah and that's the take they kept and it's maybe the best scene in the film like it's, it's definitely the, one of the most powerful it's moments the most pivotal, mo- yes. pivotal moment in the in, it's the transformation and there's no dialogue and there's really no like act out yeah. like there's no like okay what do i do i just killed some people it's so all on him i go do i puke do i like yeah, wretch yeah, yeah. do i uh, right. dry heave i gotta hide the gun can i flush down the toilet oh it won't flush yeah. you know what i mean like there was none of that there's none of that little rinky dinky stuff they like we're like no what we'll do we'll just give the audience an insight into what he's feeling right now mm. boom you don't have to teleplay like oh he's panicking or like fucking yeah. uh, what's his name michael corleone in the godfather the bathroom like getting the pistol out and shit right, you right, know right. It's, it's, it's a completely different approach and arguably far more effective and the fact that they had already had something scripted for that moment and just tossed it yeah. and let joaquin do his thing shows you how good of a performer he is and how much they all trusted each other yeah to let that happen and he cited that too about working with todd phillips was that like They've worked together for so long that they can be, they can have that sort of push-pull work relationship with shorthand. Yeah, and, and not hurt each other's feelings. Yeah. Because it's like when you hire a new guy and, every, and think about the egos behind yep, the camera. Yep, yep. You know? And so to have a guy that you've worked with, you can say, no, I don't like that. You don't have to like, you don't have to pad your words. You know, it mm-hmm. just creates a better workflow, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. It's, and the, the, the final product shows. Like, of course you'd work with the guy that you made like your first massive hit with, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the hangover. The hangover. The fucking first one, uh, yeah. and, and then the second one too. Well, and God, I, I gotta say, I really hope this guy gets an Oscar nomination for his cinematography. Me in too, because that is a huge piece of this film. Is how incredible the shots it's are. It's incredibly yeah. well composed. I know, unbelievable, and the lighting and the yeah. colors. He talks a lot about the colors. Colors and, are huge and, in it. Uh, 
it's, and the use of shadow. And the score was incredible. Mm-hmm. The score really, we, I think we might be meeting with the composer. That'd be fun. Um, because that that was a really huge, subtle, but Very really subtle. effective. Yeah, there was not like Danny Elfman's ba na na No, but there were moments where you really feel it. It yeah. punctuates in a way that you're like, God, that was incredible. I, I just think the way they told the line between like DC f- franchise piece mm-hmm. and like character study all its own thing yeah. they did it as perfectly as you could it, it, with yes. the, under the circumstances yeah because it could have gone all sorts of weird with the story right or like just really unfulfilling like and that's yeah. how he became the joker you're like so you know but like the way they were interweaving this the b plot and you know what i mean the subplot and, and it's very fluid it's yeah. it, like really the the screenwriting is really great you know and the editing's I, good too the editing's really great that they i read some negative reviews about it where it said the story doesn't get all over the place and doesn't come together I'm like fuck you no that's not true at all yeah what movie did you like, watch i don't know what movie you watched but this was methodical nothing was wasted it's great no. storytelling all the way around and it, everything ties up you're yeah. like oh my god and c- granted like that's not how the original story was told but the way they weave it into this story yes. makes perfect sense for the universe they created and that's why i like the idea of this just being either a one-off or a completely separate universe even though spoilers we have a a young we have a wayne family in this yeah here and, comes some spoilers massive spoilers so part way through he finds the letters. His mom has been sending these letters like weekly to Thomas Wayne saying like, he'll help us. He's such a good man. I yeah. work for him. He, if, if he knew how bad we were living, he would stop, drop everything and help us. There's such a noble man. And then he finally opens up one of the letters that his mom was sending. And it basically says like, you know, you really need to help me and your son. And, you know, we're, we're struggling. And he realizes that Thomas Wayne is his dad is what well, we well think that, that. that's what he thinks at the moment yeah and so the first thing he decides and, to do is visit a uh, visit wayne manor right which was one of the coolest moments in all I of got the superhero movies chills. like when so he walks clever. up to the gate and you see this little boy and then you if you're it's a fan bruce wayne. you instantly connect yes and, oh my god we've never seen that's this bruce wayne we've never seen that no. i don't know if that's even ever been in a comic i, I don't know they did it i was like it, they're doing this they're doing this and i was like oh my god we're seeing a Joker, uh, an adult Joker, and and the and the the Batman he creates at, yep. a, at, at as, as, as a as a prepubescent boy, yeah, in some billionaire estate, and he's literally through a gate communicating. He brings out doing the magic, magic clown tricks, tricks with flowers yes. and the magic wand, and then he gets close enough, and he's literally putting on the happy face on Bruce Wayne with his fingers, like how he did in the opening scene. Yes. I'm like, you got. The Joker with his fingers in the Batman's mouth <laughs> as a boy. It's like you're ki- you're killing it. I know that is magnificent. Yes, like I had no idea what direction they were going to take this this story. In. I know, and they they surprised me and impressed me and shocked yeah. me, and I loved it. And I had to see it again. Yeah, and, and that was when. And then you see Alfred, like a younger Alfred, come in and break it up, and then yep. he starts choking Alfred. He's like, "Oh yeah, I remember your mother." 
she was insane. Yeah. She's crazy. You have no relation to the Wayne family. And he basically like ruins all of Arthur's because he's like, he lives in this ideal world in his mind at times. Yeah, he daydreams. He and daydreams. He sees, like he sees this whole relationship with his neighbor that yes. we don't find out till the end. Never occurred. That it never occurred. Like, And she's scared of him. Kind of like Sixth Sense shit. It is. It's you like know? Sixth Sense. And then that whole that whole dream sequence he has about being on the Monty Franklin show and being like, who, right. who, who said that? It was me, sir. Yeah. I'm here but to... But that was more obvious. We knew yeah, that. We knew There's a... like the relationship with the neighbor, the way they did it was so smart because it, the, when it first happens... You're like no, nah. but then it, they go, they commit to it, and it's not over exaggerated, not at all, and you you believe it. You're you start like, to believe because it because you want him to have a friend. That's true you too. You want him to have one friend, and then again, spoilers. Like you get to this point where he's in her apartment. And you think he's just going to see her, his girlfriend. Right. And she comes out and goes, oh, my God, you're who, who in the wrong you? place. Yeah. Who are you? You're the guy down the hall. And yeah. you, you realize that that was all, that in, was his all in his head. And you're like, God, this is a fucking good movie. Well, <laughs> and that's a big, a big part of mental illness. Because these a lot yeah. of times mentally people, delusional. They do, they're delusional. They build up relationships with people that don't exist. Right. And yeah, it's like, look no, at the Jodie Foster. And yeah, it's like, no, you're kill- stalking Sean me. Reagan, yeah. yeah, like that's what happens. It's like, no, we're we're boyfriend and girlfriend. It's yeah. like, no, you're stalking no, you're me. Stalking and me. that's yeah. that's a huge part of like real mental illness. Right. So the fact that they were able to weave that in as a storytelling device and then drop it on us like that, yeah. the reveal, it's like really good storytelling. Well, because he follows her and you're like, oh, Frico, what's he going to do right. to her? And then she comes to the door and say, were you following me today? And you actually believe it. It. Yeah, like because he says yes. You because he says yes, and then you believe that this is the start of this relationship. Like when, when you think about it in retrospect, it's like, of course not, of course not. But you so desperately want him to have a friend, yes, and that you are you you put up with it. Well, and you, you believe th- it, yeah. And you think that maybe she can help him because she has yeah. a daughter or something, you know. And so maybe it's like he's not going to go fully. Of course he will, but you know, yeah, yeah. It's a sort of subtle red herring. But the reveal is worth like a it's, thousand it's times. So like, worth it. yeah, it's well, so and smart. The, the Tom, those story with the mother has a huge reveal. Yes, and, but you, you know what? Interesting too. I wanted to bring this up with him. I forgot. Uh, we've never seen Thomas Wayne be kind of a dick before. Well, he never is. He's the he's the good doctor. He's the good guy. He's, he's a, the good doctor. He's a, he's a surgeon in he's the a, comics, right? And and he. You know, there's a scene where Arthur goes to see him to confront him, and he's like in a at bathroom movie at the theater. opera, yeah, like an, uh, a theater or something. Yeah, they're watching old Charlie Chaplin right, films, right? And Thomas Wayne, you know, treats him with disgust, with like your scum. mother was crazy, and maybe, and like you sort of like, okay, well, this woman, you find out that it, in fact she was crazy and delusional herself, and he was adopted because he says he's like, you're not my kid, you're not anybody's kid, you're yeah. adopted. Penny uh, Penny Fleck was a crazy woman, but you still aren't quite sure. I know because I, I, they make him out to be kind of a dick. Yes, and like the whole universe, everyone's against him because he's the rich guy who's benefiting from everything. He's running about to for run mayor. for mayor. Yep. And so I, to be honest, I wasn't fully sure whether he wasn't his son, and they just like bought her off and made yeah. her crazy, and like, then said go away. And then now that he's showing up, he's get out of here. That I still thought it maybe he both. is the yeah, father for sure because he was a very unscrupulous man in this. Thomas Wayne like is always the he's like the good surgeon who's more a humanitarian that inherited the Wayne and like the right. Wayne fortune. Like he was never a part of it. Bruce Wayne, you know, takes over as you know whatever. And and, and it was interesting executive. that they did that. I like that choice because. 
mm-hmm. you know, we're all, everyone's human. And the, we see all the films that have come before in the Batman universe have seen from Bruce's perspective of how he idolized his father right. who died. But in truth, Thomas Wayne probably did, wasn't was a layered. great guy. Yeah, man. He probably had some layers to him. Yes. And, and this they, they show it. They show it. And they, they actually, the guy who plays Thomas Wayne was the guy who played the, like, congressman who um, Anne Hathaway as Catwoman Kidnaps. Kidnaps in Dark Knight Rises, which That's I thought cool. was interesting, That's too. interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, man, I, I was really impressed. It's just the angle. It's all about angles and storytelling, because it's like, how can you make this original? We've never seen a Joker origin story, no. but The Killing Joke gave us a Joker origin story, and they definitely took out of that story, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a direct translate like the him going into stand up and not succeeding and yep. this sort of thing that's a big part of the the uh oh, the sto- we even bring up de niro yeah and de niro's in it yeah and again the fact that they got robert de niro to make this movie that is inspired by taxi driver and the king of yeah. comedy which star robert de niro like they're doing a lot in this film and they executed yeah. very well. The, and King of Comedy. It's got King like, of Comedy, that's yes, like as a I said. That's whole ode to, yeah, totally. ode to King of Comedy. Yeah, the whole like late night television show and not right. being wanted. And then, and then, so he gets into stand-up, trying to. And he did, you, even when he's listening, like he laughs at the wrong beats. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's writing down his joke yeah, yeah, book. Yeah, like yeah. everyone will laugh and then he'll go, ha, ha, ha. And the laugh is incredible yeah she could win an oscar for the laugh alone and that's another thing like mark <laughs> hamill does a great joker laugh he's slider great joker laugh and it's like jack yeah. nicholson so it's like how do you make a new sounding and right. have it sound menacing and natural right and, and like jared leto's did not wasn't wasn't shit he's terrible yeah it was a bomber it's not even yeah. worth mentioning unfortunately maybe there's be- everyone always says there's better scenes that we have never seen but okay It'll whatever but good, even yeah. even as that like your stylistic choices weren't cool no. man nobody wants to see a damn Damaged forehead and no. like tattoos. Well, and that that when it came out, remember everyone panicked. Everyone shit on it, and they still and we thought it was a joke. And, and they, they said it was, was a gonna, joke. They said it was a joke, but then they ran with it, and it's like mm-hmm. you should have changed that when you could have. Joker wouldn't doesn't Joker doesn't self identify. Yeah, as no, crazy. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm crazy, man. I'm like yeah. hot topic. I'm like a troubled <laughs> teenager. I got a face tad, man. Yeah. I mean, this is a very redeeming movie for DC. Oh my God! It really numbers wise, everything, everything wise. wise. It it really is redemption, and they should be proud of that. Well, and it shows you that like a good story can do more than any like amount yeah. of action superhero shit. I'm talking about like Justice League yeah. and how unsuccessful it was. Right. You took that whole thing and all the all of the the, the zhuzh of all those characters together, and it it, it, it didn't do shit. Yeah. In the box office, really, as far as performing, right. and, and it was not critically well received because it's not a great movie, well, and it was a really weak like story, and it was a fucking super weak story, yeah. like paint by numbers superhero story that we've yeah. seen a thousand times, and and packed together by two different directors, right. one who was trying to go after the Marvel look, mm-hmm. and one you know they were fighting the vision. yeah man, two different visions. Yeah. They always are like, well, we got to make it lighter. Imagine if they did that with this. Oh my god! So like, well, we gotta lighten it up. I know nobody wants you to lighten it up. Suicide Squad didn't need to be lightened up. A lot of people, like Man of Steel, everyone was saying it's too brooding, it's too dark. But that movie was dull. Lighten it up. 
we, that movie was all over the place. Like that, you know. I always argue that the um, Brandon Routh one is actually a much better movie in terms of Superman. I couldn't say. Um, I haven't seen that fucking movie in a while. It's better. It's a better Superman movie. I mean, but I mean, what I hated about Man of Steel is that they changed the origin. Like they, cha- he doesn't have the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, that, fair enough. I just mean that like. They made a dark movie and it made a, almost a billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So your whole but like they made a good dark movie. But that's the difference. Yeah. Suicide Squad was a bad movie, whether or right. not it was dark or light, it's whether cheesy. or not you have fucking real slim shady or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like trust to someone's artistic vision. Like they totally sandbagged David Ayer. That yeah. first trailer they showed at Comic Con was fucking really, we lost really our cool. Minds. We thought we were gonna get this. Yeah. This is what we thought we were getting. That and then with all those cool different with, characters. Yes. yes. And we did not get that. No. And granted, Suicide Squad made a lot of money. But, but it was garbage. But it was uh, it's something I'll never revisit. No. Not unless it's just like on TV. Whereas this, I'll go see it again. And it made the money. Yeah. It made the numbers. It should I show know. you like stuff pussying out and it was r and was not pg-13 r. which the others were yes it's like just the that's the thing we always talk about too is the truth is dc has better characters yes but marvel had a better plan and laid out over 10 years they were it was a genius plan yes they took characters that nobody knew mm-hmm. they st- they were going to start with ant-man by the way they had I these like that. properties that didn't cost anything right and Iron Man, nobody really knew Iron Man nobody cared. when it came when the first one came out. No, and like none, like I'm trying to think who in that universe does anyone give a fuck about? Like before the what it became, yeah, like the X Men, the yes. X Men, and those movies are bad. But they weren't part of the Marvel universe, You're not at all. Right, the like, MCU didn't start with I'm talking just them. the MCU, like thor i guess not really i mean i not think really, the man. only reference i knew of thor before that was in adventures and babysitting right and captain america nah, sort of sort of it wasn't like before they started this whole universe nobody was wearing iron man and captain america shirts no and thor shirts nobody was doing that no they no, were scars, wearing yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Batman, 100% first Batman, Batman, Superman, Superman, Wonder Wol- Woman, Wolverine, Wolverine, and up Spider-Man, there. and Spider-Man. Yeah, I'd say of Marvel, it's Wolverine and Spider-Man. But 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 what we just listed, the majority of them are DC, like the ones that people ident- like lo- instantly identify. Loved top characters. Batman's number one. Batman is number. Uno. Yes. The bat symbol is more identifiable than the fucking cross, Jesus' Christian cross in some <laughs> countries, man. For real. Everyone yeah. knows Batman. Yeah. In the whole world. It's the best character ever, in my opinion. Still. Yeah. I don't care about power Joker stats. Joker probably the best evil character ever. Yeah, uh, uh, arguably of like modern literature. Yeah. Like, forget the comic book world. The Joker, that's what I'm saying. Like, we might need this, this movie, this presence in society right like we can't this is important yeah to not censor this shit and to give this a wide breath to tell the story it needs yeah. to be told about this character this character is one of the most dynamic characters in all of absolutely american in lore. literature you're yeah, right it in really literature. is man don't fuck around i know it and, and look what we get from it when it's done right yeah we get some of the most dynamic storytelling of the modern age this is travis bickle i mean it, it is like it is travis bickle like a hundred percent that you got to think about this movie in that kind of term yep. um this is like a movie that people would watch in film school and and see it in the same regard as a taxi driver 
Hangover. Yeah. Or a Mean Streets or a Goodfellas or a... Or a like, Cuckoo's Nest. Or, or a Cuckoo's Nest. There's some Cuckoo's yeah. Nest in there. There's some King yeah. of Comedy in there. Lots it's of King of Comedy. Tons of King of Comedy. Yeah, man. Like Unbelievable. The, so much they took from that, which... Um, yeah. But they did it in a way... They didn't rip anything off. Nothing at all. Like, they really... This was their own story. They were, there were influences. It's a really good balance. It's hard but, to do influences without ripping it off. Yeah. It literally relies on the creator. Yeah. And their vision. Like, the, anyone can reference shit, and, you know, everyone does. And it's not right. oftentimes very, um, you know, smacking and contrived. Yeah. And this is, this is like a very good balance of things. Well, of and elements. let me say this, too, because if you've been listening to us for a while, thank you, first of all. Thank you. And, um, or what are you doing, <laughs> first of all, with your life? <laughs> Secondly, uh, you know that we aren't overly complimentary we don't just hand Fuck that out no. in fact usually when we're talking about these movies we're talking about how much they suck yeah boo. so like th- this is this is a real film this is a real oscar worthy i think it's best picture worthy it could be man like no Beck's best picture worthy well yeah because what was it like another fucking biopic you know another period piece yeah like that's what it's gonna be up against there's gonna be a whole bunch of other shit coming out and i am interested in sam mendy's 1917 that looks cool there's a whole bunch of stuff coming out because we're getting into that time period well there's two world war one movies coming out at the same time right 1917 it's a hot time right now what's the other one was the kingsman prequel that's it yeah Yeah, so it's like two world war one of them's like like a jokey and yeah and the other one's like an action but this is i mean larry Scher's work is oscar worthy it the, just the, is the direction is. everything yep. i mean Todd I, Phillips this get nominated. Just, this cannot be seen as like a comic book movie this is a mm-hmm. drama it's a drama and it's its own thing it's its own yeah. movie it doesn't need to tie into a greater universe it doesn't need to have a post-credit sequence it doesn't need that it's a better no. film it's like you don't it doesn't have to have rely on sh- tricks sh- there's no tricks there's no shtick and there's no tricks it's just good really fascinating layered storytelling and it's a character driven story yep. it's not about saving the tesseract you know it's you know or not, or not saving the tesseract yeah or getting Ugh, the why blue did they gem do that? and the purple why gem why did they do that they had the coolest characters it could have been so more interesting Are you talking about DC? yeah the I'm justice, talking about justice League. League. yeah of course steppenwolf Boo. just giant cgi dummy give us dark side just go ahead just go to dark side yeah now you're not making it you should have just did done dark side yeah now the world is over right (laughs) right. now it's fragmented because they're doing a a wonder woman 2 or doing aquaman 2 but there's no justice league there's no flash movie there's no cyborg movie anymore it's done we did press him a little on what's next and mm-hmm. if this is going to tie into the Batman. Yeah. And he couldn't answer that, but he did sort of answer it by saying that Joaquin loves this character. And he would, yes. And he, there's a good bet. And and, and because it made $900 million and counting for Warner right. Brothers, there's there's a good no pressure right come on they'll be they'll weave it into where they're going i don't know if i want this joker thing doesn't work maybe it does i don't really care about that the joker after a point is like an ageless i know i know it's like when you when you root it in reality those that whole like ageless phantom sort of figment thing can't be done as tightly or as like believably but you know i'm still of the fucking school of thought that the joker is sort of like ageless and like that's why because even with this we get a background story but at the end of the day he was adopted so we don't know where he's from or and who maybe is, they'll explore that maybe because you find out at the end of the day his mother 
was extremely abusive and complicit in abuse and that's one of the like he had, uh, arthur suffered horrible physical right. and mental trauma at the hands of his mother and like the stepdad right and that's another reveal and so you realize that that's not his real mom and she was also sort of a fucking psycho munchausen's thing i swear you know it's funny because i didn't really fully buy it until halfway through that flashback of her as a young woman when they're like showing the stats of him as a kid being yes, chained like radiator. then i was like okay Okay, I guess she's not I the guess, sweet old lady. Because I really was sort of going with the thought that maybe she was paid off. It might have been nice, right? It's a cool yeah. little like. No, I still think that like they maybe were not she's right. Tarnish Thomas Wayne that way, though. No, you know, no, because. But they tarnished him enough, like to make him a real person instead of just like you think about the Batman Begins. That guy, how right. noble he is noble on man. the ground. It's okay. Like, goodbye, it's okay, son. Bruce. Yes. It's okay, son. It's okay. Yeah, like he's always end. this noble guy. So, it, you know, we really see a different sort of layer of that character, which I thought was really interesting. It's definitely from the perspective. It's a great twist of the people who are being screwed. Yeah, and that's a big part of this. Like the people that said this was like a right wing thing this is a left wing thing which is cool yeah. it's like it's resisting it's going up against the, you know it says eat uh, kill the rich and like get you know like sort all the like protesters like rises did, yeah you know like where there's that uprising yeah. yeah it's an uprising against the corporate corporatism and stuff because well, like, the three guys he kills on the subway are wall street guys and they work for thomas, thomas wayne. wayne yeah man and that's what started the whole thing and that's yeah. that's what gave joaquin his first I'm sorry, you know, the Arthur Fleck character, his first sort of realization that he's got like this following, you know, and yeah. it, it makes him feel that he, it gives him the attention he always wanted, but never got. Right. He even says, he's like, if I was that guy dead, you would have just walked right over me. But because it's a Wall Street guy, it means blah, 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 you know? Right. And he sucks about that. And, you know, and the other funny part is with the stand up. He also gets publicly shamed because uh, the Monty Franklin show picks up the tape and they show his performance. It's really mean. It's super mean. And it's basically like a commentary on public shaming. You're right. It really is. You're right. They take this tape. He didn't authorize them to watch it. He didn't even know he was being recorded, maybe. And then it goes on national television. Everyone laughs at this guy who clearly has a mental disorder. Right. Imagine if that happened now. Even if they ran it, they would have You'd gotten be smeared. destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Like he would have been okay. But once they f- it would but come to light never do that. that he has so a mental mean. disorder. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's like if Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. It's like, look at this comic we found. But it was mean even without a mental disorder. Right. It's just mean. Even if he wasn't. Yeah. Right. Even if he wasn't sick. You're like, yeah. you don't do that. You know, why would you do that? It's like right. some fucking unknown open micer. You're going to trash him on national television. Television? Well, in the scene where he's getting up to do the comedy, yeah, I had to like look away sometimes because it made me. I felt so, so uncomfortable bad for him. That's dude. I've seen those those open micers so much. Yeah, I know you have. Oh my god, <laughs> the cr- like the cringe level. I've seen a- hundreds do? of hours. Do you like of- look away? No, I just go head first <laughs> into do? it. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> Once you've seen so many, you're like, this is. These are like the important moments where everything's still wow. and icy. And nobody knows, what, like, everyone's shifting and shit. Oh, and someone, that is so bad for people. I don't anymore. I mean, you know, we're talking, like, hundreds of hours of yeah. live watch stand-up. 
after a point, you like you wait for those because someone tries to <laughs> someone tries to bring up a do a rape joke and it bombs. And yeah. No one laughs and you're just like, <clears throat> and, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, those yeah. are the moments, man, that I revel. Like, oh yeah, watching <laughs> someone <laughs> bomb. No bombing. Fail, I mean. You're gonna bomb, especially yeah. yeah. You know, you're gonna approach taboo topics and not bring the clever spin. Yeah. And I'm not laughing at freaking handicapped. These are like open micers. Yeah, They're yeah, working yeah. on stuff, and most of them aren't that funny to begin with. Right. But it is funny to see them dig themselves into so these holes. So you would shame him like Monty did. No, no I don't like I'm point and kidding. laugh. I, I wouldn't. I don't even laugh at the bad jokes. I just like to watch it. I like yeah, to watch. Yeah, you're fascinated how, by it. It's all good. It's yeah. all good. Even the bad stuff is good. You know. Yeah. You've seen so. This is again. I think it's just like amount That's of because this is your industry. And right. You study it. And you, you well, care. you just watch yeah. so much of it too. It's like a volume thing. Right. You've seen after you've seen like the most famous guys in the business bomb yeah you know because yeah, everyone working. bombs they all bomb yeah, it's so funny bombs at one point it's or so other. funny yeah man it's god a, you gotta respect the stand-up i mean it is the hardest thing to do in show business yeah and everyone thinks it's so i could do that i'm no, funny even the most famous like eddie murphy who's like going gonna go back on the road and he's gonna do a tour and he's wow. gonna do snl host he's got a yes. movie out right now yes like he's talking about how nerve-wracking it yeah. is yeah yeah, he hasn't, got, you go he hasn't away. been up in years. That's what happens. It's like it's like riding a bike. It's like you know you get to get your stage legs back. Yeah, but initially it's like fucking. How did I ever do this? Like yeah. how did I ever do this I don't in the know first how people place? Do it. I got. I really give a hand out to people who can do it. I gl- I'm oh really glad they wove that part of killing joke into this though. It was very yeah. important because he needed an outlet. He he had a, a you know a social worker. And he was keeping this journal, right? And then they cut off his social work, and so he's like going to go try stand up. And why did he have a social? Because he so he was in Arkham at one point. Yeah, remember. Oh, after his mu- when he was a kid, probably. No, he was in an adult too. Remember they do why, that cutaway though? where he's banging his head on the door. Yeah, but do we know why? No, we didn't find out why. Yeah, we didn't find out. Maybe. But we'll remember, find he's on out. seven medications. Right. You know, because we don't get that. I mean, we, re- we. I guess we realized that it all. He had head trauma. Yeah. From the major abuse head as trauma. a child. And yeah, God, it's horrible. He was adopted and then beaten, and tortured. Yeah, and that really happens sad. a lot. That's sad. It's just weird because oh, I think it happens more in like foster care than actual yeah. adoption. But that that's another very real thing that yeah, that's children sad. go through. It's very yeah, traumatic. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's it's a brutal movie in a lot of ways. There's some, but it you, there's a lead up like there's the, a lead there's up. a lead up to the brutality. It, it gets worse and worse as it goes along yeah, and it's, you start to see it making and you're almost like yeah kill yeah. him like and you're well, like oh my goodness i mean the first the thing on the subway you're i mean someone in, the, someone in the theater clapped yes they did because like in my reaction was like well he fought back he, he's fighting back and granted they were beating the crap out yeah, of him yeah they could have beat him to death like yeah. that shit happens man you start kicking a guy when he's down like that too many kicks to the head right you, you die you know like oh i didn't mean to kill and you're him you're sort of happy to see him fight back but then of course it go it's out of control where he goes with it but um well and he chases the last guy down yeah and like finishes him off well and that's like and there's no longer a threat yeah he's gone over well the guy was no longer a threat right you're supposed to stop shooting when the threat ceases the dude's literally running away screaming and and like wailing turned he turned turned and that's that's what happens to people that's what's his name bernie uh 
the the subway vigilante in the nineties. Oh, right. uh, yes. Bernie and he killed some what people on the subway and he got off yeah. for self defense and he became this sort of like God, I f- can't believe I don't remember his name. He was so famous. Bernie something. I want to say Toppin, but that's the Elton John <laughs> guy. <laughs> or Madoff. I know that's the guy who screwed yeah. everyone. Yeah, he screws the people, but he didn't kill anybody, I don't think. But yeah, man, and that I think it's almost a reference to that because it's the same thing that happened. He was being harassed on the subway or someone was and he stepped in. Bernard Getz. Bernie Getz. Yep. Bernie Getz. Bernard Getz. Yep. yep. Bernie Getz. Yeah, man. And that's a Bernie Getz moment. Like they, yeah. and it's like a sort of a 70s vibe already. 80s vibe. 80s New York. Right. They, they did a lot with this movie, man. Well, Bernard Getz got off too because everyone in that jury knows what it was like in that time period to be on a subway and be scared. Yeah. In New York. And he did defend yeah. himself. He just ended up actually killing some people. But it was very controversial, I remember. Yep. Yep. Um, just like that yeah because a lot of people that's what they they the public sides with the joker they don't know who he is or what he did or even no, they he's just, like their hero he's he this clown their, yeah. their hero they're all wearing clown masks and protesting and, makeup, and yep. yeah and they killed the wall street guys and they're like yeah. yeah fuck thomas wayne and fuck big wall street you right. know that was the big takeaway message if you want to talk about political messaging which yeah, i don't really give a fuck about sort of like anti the man yeah it was yeah. and i don't really care about that at all i'm more interested in the character study like who cares about the politics? But and it was no, very limited. The, the outrage, the, the people protesting about the violence part. But it's like, there's violence. Have Didn't you, you watch seen John Ameri- Wick? Have yeah. you seen American Horror Story on TV? On TV? It's a gore there's fest. There's nothing more violent on TV than that show. And it's also like, they they incorporate sexual violence. Yes, they incorporate that sexual... Show is- over the top and it's weird that it gets a pass i can't believe it should be r-rated yeah the fact that it's on like just television who, who was i think it was judd apatow he he would perform at the clips sometimes and he came and he did this joke about american horror story he's like yeah my daughter loves this little show and his american horror story and I'm like yeah let's watch it together and all of a sudden it's zachary quinto fucking a corpse or yeah, something yes. you know and he's like it's, what I what know, are you watching but this this season with 1984 where it's it's a slasher season yeah and, and that's like, what it's yeah. And it's way it's far worse than Walking Dead, which is also bad by Horror, the way. Yeah, like super gory. Like, but this is like as gory as Michael Myers Anything. Fr- any of the Friday the thirteenth. It's literally you should go see this in a movie and it should be rated R. And it's like on and then and then there's an so Abreva commercial. And Joker is not even remotely as close to violence. No, there's like as three there's some, violent there's moments. Some violent moments. Yeah. But I'd say like three or four like really violent moments. And right. that's it though. Everything else is just more disturbing and dark. Yeah. But it's not ultra it's not like John Wick kills a two hundred men. John Wick's far more violent. And it's all gun yeah. violence. Yeah. You know? And I've I love love those movies because the choreography yeah. is so good the fight choreography is so strong right. but we're t- if we want to talk about gore and like numbers no this nobody is I, like, I was on, honestly kind of shocked at how it wasn't as violent as i thought it would be you i didn't know? think it was in compar- gonna be in comparison to what everyone was bitching about like oh it's gonna be and it's like no. have you seen it like yeah I have didn't... you seen any of the movies in the 70s like i mean did you ever see three days of the condor the opening sequence of that movie is incredibly violent yeah like this is like just like one of Part those. For the course, yeah. It might as well be. It's like it could easily be one of like a taxi. Like I said, taxi, taxi driver is very violent. It's so violent. Goodfellas is it's so violent. It's not any more violent. It's less violent than Goodfellas. It's much less yeah. violent than Goodfellas, and you feel and more casino for it. For f- and those guys Christ are just sake. like you're built. You're praising scum. Yeah. Like this movie is like about a, a broken man. Yeah. Who like does the wrong thing, but it, it builds up his own you know confidence in his own uh it's sort yeah, of, i mean it's not good what no happens? it's not good it's not good but it, like at least like goodfellas and casino like these are real guys that did real shit yes and 
did never really and were glamorized. Glamorized, and they put the head in a vice, right. stab your neck yes. with a pen. You know, like yeah. that's not any more. Sopranos, like, Ralph's head in a bowling ball, right? In a bowling bag. bag. Yeah, yeah, big pussy gets a pull cue up his ass yeah. or whoever it was. Yeah, man. Pa- yeah, or yeah. whoever it was. Yeah, man. Like, what are we talking here? I know. As soon as you start <laughs> comparing, know, you're like, it's a stupid like, argument. You're like really shitting on us. Well, nobody cared because it made two, 900 million. That's so. the thing. And like, and no they, one was listening to. They left tried to review Twitter, bomb it. Yeah, the outrage mob didn't. It didn't work at all. Yeah. And it just should tell you that you really got to make up your own decisions for yourself. Yeah. Have your own opinion and enjoy what you want to enjoy. And if you don't like it, then you don't like it. But it doesn't mean you have to uh, t- take it up as a fucking cause. No. Like, this is art. What it's you want to do, it's ban art? It's truly art. This is a, um, a masterpiece. I'm going to bring it back to that. Um, it's a masterpiece. It's worthy of Oscars. Yep. Joaquin absolutely deserves it, but I will. Abs- I I really think it could get editing, script, cinematography, sound design, direction, score, direction, all those things. It could, it's, sweep. could it could it should get nominated for a whole ton of Oscars. Yeah, it could get this like six like, or seven, eight. Nine. I mean, La La Land, piece of garbage. Like, La La Land. Think about that. Toy La La Land, student film. La La Land. Like so, if that's. I bring that up every time, like a movie when they're like, "Oh, I don't know if that's not." Yeah, it's a benchmark for how bad the like the Oscars, Oscars how can low be. They've dropped. Yeah, and that thing almost won Best Picture. Yes, and it, it, and it already won a gazillion. Yeah, it won like it won Best a whole Director bunch of them. and Ugh. Score or and something. Score, score was so bad. Dun, 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 I think it won like dun, cinematography dun, 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 too. Yeah, it won like a bunch of bullshit. I know. Get that funky shit out of I here. Know. So. <laughs> Do we write that in five minutes? Like, who wrote that? That stinks. The guy's hot right now. Super hot. Like, Lin-Manuel yeah. hot. So hot. So hot. He should have played the Joker. We need a Puerto Rican Joker who can <laughs> sing and dance. That's the Joker I want. Hashtag not my Joker. Well, go see this. Yeah, it's fucking great. You're doing yourself a big disservice if you don't even just see it. Even if you go and see it and you don't like it, it's a good movie to not even like. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't see just you'll the experience. Like yeah, you'll you'll like you it. Like if you it. like our show, you'll like this movie. Yeah, exactly. Fuck shit ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know you'll like it. And st- stay tuned for our interview with Larry Sher because he's really great. Yeah, he's great. great. And he was, was a, a great interview. Yeah, real super chill guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have some other things we'll get to in another episode, which yep. is... Uh, Watchmen, which the is Watchmen two series. episodes in now yep. on HBO, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Well, it's some not, things to say about yeah, it, yeah, for sure. But I, I enjoy. Like, if it wasn't Watchmen, I'd probably enjoy it more. Yeah. See, I don't know the source material, but so we'll I'm talk enjoying about it. it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I enjoy it visually and shit. And there's some good action. Right. Also, uh, Crawl. Oh yeah, Crawl with Barry Pepper. It's a good little. It's horror a good film. little horror film. Yep. Good little it's competent. It's streaming right now. Well, Sam Raimi. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's really great. I really like that quite a lot. It was. It's fun. It's fun. It's quick. It's tight. Yeah. You know? It's all sort of one. One. There's no A B storyline. It's this one thing. Yeah. And you get what you want, and it's quite a uh, quite a fun little ride. So stay tuned for those. Also, I got one of the greatest interviews in my life, interviewing oh. the great Alan Silvestri, composer extraordinaire, Whoa. Oscar-nominated for Forrest Gump. Fuck. Um, did all Bob Zemeckis' films. Wow. Brack did the Back to the Future trilogy. What? Yep. Um, <laughs> he did who the framed s- Roger Rabbit. So he did the Back to the Future the like opening. That's him. Wow, that's him. That's one of that's the, my why, favorite. Why do you think I was freaking out? Yeah, man. That's dun, dun. yeah. 
He did that. That's one of my favorites. It's one of the great. It's like one. It's up there. Yes, it is. It's so good. He he did the Avengers theme and and the Endgame right Endgame Infinity War and Captain America First Avenger. Damn. So busy man. I sat down with him to talk about about his work on Endgame and also his relationship with Zemeckis, and he was. As gracious and humble as a guy that powerful and famous could be, you and know? he fucking tweeted you out or Instagram totally you out, right? Shouted me out on Instagram. Party on! I know that's super cool. cool. Shout yeah, out! Yeah, so that'll be up on uh, the hmcnetwork.com mm-hmm. and uh, follow our Instagram at Harold Mawcast, and uh, that's we'll it. Be posting man. about it. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for our next episode and more to follow. Lots of cool interviews coming up. We're we're really uh, sitting we're at going. the big boy table right now. Here we go. Yep. It's All just right. going to get better. Yeah. Yeah, go watch Joker, dude. And thanks for listening, jerks. Yeah, you bunch of moes. <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> See ya.